for checking out the Card Life Podcast, where we combine four unique views on collecting in today's world. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Card Life. I'm here with my card wife, Katie. Hi guys. And as always, we have Andrew and Nate back in the studio. Uh, good to be back in as we've had a couple of, you know, Nate's feeling a little bit better from this past week, hopefully, yeah. slowly but surely. This time last week I was in a hospital bed, so this is way better. Yeah. So, and I always say, like, you know, we're we're always willing to the, the podcast can wait. You know, I always want everyone to be 100 percent and feeling better, and, and I don't want anyone to have to, you know, be struggling on the show and and you know making sure that you guys are feeling good is top priority. Um, but I do want to start with Nate. Obviously, I know you've had a pretty eventful weekend, but I do just want to kind of feel how your card collecting. Have you been able to fit some time in for cards? Anything happened in the last couple of weeks for you? Oh yeah, it's when you're in the hospital and the treatment is steroids, which means you can't sleep. You're just uh, on eBay. Oh, <laughs> I was on eBay all, all night, uh, every night. So I've definitely just as heavy, if not heavier, uh, into cards through all of that. I think that's like all of us could probably say the same thing. Like, you know, if me or Andrew were having to be in that situation, we'd be, you know, scooping up some, some PC. I'd be things. like, Todd, give me your phone. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't have access to eBay probably when the, when the drugs were kicking in. Uh, so Andrew, how has your last couple of weeks been? Well, I, you got me back into CUMC over the last oh, week man. or yeah, so. Cause we've been talking about it. So I, I finally got back into my old account that I forgot the password of, and I've been picking <laughs> up some stuff. So that's kind of what I've been diving into getting some, some PC stuff, some other stuff, some sets I'm working on. So yeah. Yeah. Talk, talk about some of the sets you've been grabbing. I know you've been mentioning it to me. What's uh, well, the, uh, the OG autographic set for basketball. I've mm -hmm. kind of got, I dove into that because of, like I said before, NBA hang time started that. But now I'm kind of looking at the set as a whole and picking stuff up. And then not not your next PMGs, but your actual PMGs. I've been picking up some of the uh, the Fleer Retro PMGs because, yeah. I mean, they are PMGs. So after seeing a couple in person, I'm like, well, I, yeah, I think I'll awesome. start picking these up too. Cause no, those are beautiful cards. An iconic set, so... Absolutely. Is there a difference? Because I guess I've never owned an original PMG from like the, the, the late 90s. Do Is there any difference compared to like the 2012, 2013? Is it still very similar? Like what have you seen? The originals, I, I've i seen a couple in person. They have more of like that. It's like I want to say etching where it's mm -hmm. like it's like uh, like some of them have like these weird designs on them on the originals. Right. Where it's like like futuristic is mm -hmm. kind of what comes to mind with it. Whereas the retro ones are mostly just that flat background mm -hmm. which is but, clean but like honestly if you're obviously with how the original ones have taken off and where they're at right now if you still want to get something where it's obviously not on that level because it's a college uniform and you know it's more recent but there's only like six or seven different pmg sets in football period so mm. you know honestly all of them are pretty cool to me Aside from maybe the 2014 Flare Showcase, they're horizontal. Yeah. And I'm just not a huge fan of them, but they are still PMGs. But yeah, they're, I really like the ones from 12 and 13 Retro because they're modeled after that first set, mm -hmm. that same design. So yeah. And I, I really like the 1999 ones as well. They're not as sought after as the originals, but 
I just like the design on those. So, but yeah, I've been getting into the PMGs. Digging in, digging in. Uh, Katie, Katie, anything with you from last couple of weeks? We got a puppy, a sweet, sweet puppy. We adopted her from the shelter. They had like 30 applicants, so we weren't getting our hopes up, but she's so sweet. Her name's Piper. She came to us completely matted and she was a stray. So we spent like two hours just like getting the knots off her. And she just, she loves kisses and running and she's really cute. She's a Maltese Shih Tzu mix. Yeah, she's been awesome. I'm surprised been... you didn't name her Kelsey. Oh. I, I thought about it. I thought about it. We have like, since I was born, we've had pets with P names that we've had. Princess, Patch, Penelope. Uh, so Pixie and Piper now. I was gonna say to touch her to bring in the Nile. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. yeah like, um, we, we have all girls, so it's it's not as easy to, to go with that. Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey that is was in the running. A decent name uh, for a girl, but yeah, Nile, no, probably work. <laughs> I was thinking about the Twitter boys and my whole Mukoko meme. What, and I was what like, about what about Nile? Okay. But instead of the silent K at the beginning, it's it's a P. So uh, we have I had a, a we have had a push shadow before, like literally on our collar was push shadow. That's funny. the P was silent. Um, but yeah, no new puppy. It's been it's yeah. been awesome. Um, she's been very good actually too. Like you know, she had one accident, um, and since then, I mean, we've been doing Don't pretty we good. all. Yeah, if, yeah, <laughs> yeah we, it happens. Yeah, gotta gotta let her have one. But uh, yeah, for me, I mean, I've been. Um, doing a lot of PC stuff lately. I've been actually, you know, me and Andy talk a lot about, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot easier. Like, you know, me and Andrew have known each other for so long. So like anytime I have Nile stuff, like Andrew's known about it since like the beginning. So it's cool. I know like me and him with Garrett Wolf, like two running backs, not too far apart, like what, five years apart, uh, six years apart. Both third uh, round picks. Both third round picks. Yeah, Niall was third round pick. Um, so like you know, just following each other and getting back into you know, got got Andy on COMC. Uh, Nate's been a big advocate of COMC too. I've been saying I'd love to get him on the show one day. Uh, and, and maybe talk to a rep just because I think what they do is amazing. Uh, for collectors of the hobby. Uh, I actually put my dad on it when they came into town this week, and I was kind of talking to him because he wants to get a little bit more into getting chief stuff. Um put my order in for comc so that'll be in in the next month uh, 150 cards a lot of it's nile davis um and ross olendorf i might have a few things i'm kind of prospecting uh evan carter uh, rangers player and a couple of other small things um but yeah no just a uh, reaching out to a lot of people that i can get a hold of for some nile stuff been really tough got done with the arkansas show um about a week or two ago and met some good connections because Niall played in Arkansas for yeah. college. So it was great for me to to see some of those people. I have a guy who said he'll, he has Niall stuff coming in. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with all that. But um, yeah, just a great week. I do want to get on to the first topic of the show, though. Uh, some kind of straight up hobby news that has just hit. Uh, the Wander Franco 101, which right now is probably the baseball card that a lot of people have been chasing um, from flagship tops pulled but not in the standard spot that you would normally expect a one-on-one card of that caliber to be pulled it was pulled at walgreens in a hanger box uh so retail and not just like a retail blaster or i don't know if they do megas uh if i'm not mistaken i don't think they do maybe they do not usually uh, for series one yeah i figured they didn't uh but a hanger box of, of you know at that so i kind of want to you know start this conversation because there's a lot of social media talk about like is this bad for the hobby is this good for the hobby because i mean like you're paying so much money for a hobby box you you're the number one card 
is the series one wonder franco 101 what is the platinum parallel i think is what it's called yeah. probably um and it's not even in hobby at all so i kind of want to start with nate because i know i kind of briefly already talked with him about it what are your thoughts on this whole situation i i don't i understand why some people say it might be bad for the hobby it's not would you rather tops kind of loosely know where their cards are going so you can claim collusion yeah. or or do you want it to be just truly random random and there are still parallels and insert sets that you can only hit in hobby so there's still incentive to buy the hobby products versus retail but no if, if it's like the hit of the product mm -hmm. i want it to be truly 100 random yeah, and I think go ahead, Katie. Go oh, ahead. I I agree with that one hundred percent from an outside point of view. I mean, I haven't personally bought boxes or hanger, sorry, spam, um, but I would want to know that there's a possibility in everything. Like, a hundred percent random is fair. Yeah, no, like, that is true. And for baseball, they, haven't those platinum parallels been across hobby and retail for like years? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's no secret. Um, I just think like it's one of those situations of, you know, it's it is pretty rare given the hobby odds that you do see such a big name like and, you know, usually like maybe you'll see like the the Ronald Acuna second year platinum hit, you know, so it's like it's a pretty big card for for flagship but like it's not gonna break any ground really in, in discussion. But when you put the Wander Franco or like, you know, any any other big name like that but wonder franco is like the guy and of course we live in a, a much more social uh you know age of social media for cards like every day that we pass so now of course everything's gonna blow up uh i think you're hearing about it so much but you know we hear about this in nba um you know there's uh there's one-on-ones in several different nba products um and those get hit and like you know there will be some discussion i just think with the caliber of the player and you know obviously we are still not even into uh you know chrome or anything like that it was hit during the hype of everything that's kind of escalated the situation another question when you say hanger box are those like the little packs that are literally like on a hanger uh they hanger so, boxes are it's a little i don't know probably like four by six by one box mm -hmm. that does hang but it has one like cellophane wrapped pack inside yeah mm -hmm. it's not the you're thinking of uh cello packs uh, which are like, you know, the ones that look like they're the packs and it's usually a pack of three or so. Somebody print me off a list of terminology before do the, we, we, could, we should do, we should maybe do something like a, a terminology segment yeah. where it's like we have a, you know, a <laughs> kind of a more, I would be the host of that. Level. I would be the host of that. We would let like, Katie what? say the terms and, oh, and not, oh. not ever say it before then. So that way she buzz in your answer. Yeah. God. I need a chalkboard behind me. Whiteboard. <laughs> Yeah. So as far as the community, I guess more specifically the baseball community, what's the consensus? Like, cause I haven't really seen too much of the, like what people are actually saying about it being in a hangar box mm -hmm. as so, to just, yeah, people I, were saying I, that it was in it. Just I haven't bothered looking cause I don't want to see people complain. It's regular flagship basic tops. Yeah. No, yeah. It'd be different if this was like, tops now, if there was a retail of tops five star or something yeah like. right yeah so i'm i'm not sure and correct me because I, I think i am going to be wrong uh but i think the odds are very limited so tops chrome like say series one tops chrome when it comes out are tops chrome able to be hit in retail 
Um, if it I'm is, I know it's about, like super rare because I barely see it. I think at this point you can hit super fractures in, in retail. I know they have them in Topps Chrome Update because that's a retail exclusive. I know at one point Topps Chrome, Bowman Chrome, anything like that, super fractures were hobby exclusive. I don't know for a fact whether or not it's still that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like I've seen um, super fractors come out of retail SKUs before. Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, like I think my thought is that I, there's the retail guys have to get a break at some point, you know, like the kids, the people like there's got to be hits that happen in retail that are just, you know, mind blowing. And it's not like it needs to happen every day. And it doesn't happen every day. I can't even tell you the last time I heard of a, a, a huge retail hit uh of this caliber you know this will be a nice payday for the person that hit it uh very nice uh i mean like hype's died down a bit but like it's gotta be it got slabbed right away didn't it no i didn't know about that yeah i don't know i I didn't look up that i'd say it's probably a five figure card i was gonna say five figure i don't think it would reach six on a a, like the hype could like you know do something that makes it crazy but i was thinking like 50 it, it I think 50 is absolute 50. ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was thinking it's, it'll probably go like 12 to 15 grand. I think it'll go for I more than see. that. I feel like it'll go like in this. It's just because it's stage, the paper. Yeah. That makes sense. People I don't think the really like the platinum parallel as much because it's platinum, yeah. but it's, it's, it's a gray border. Yeah, it's it not is. the rainbow foil or anything like that. So some people just kind of stay away from it. So, so girls, the, uh, the moral <clears throat> of this story girls. is when your man is picking you up ice cream, candy, any anything at Walgreens, and he comes back with a box, you know, you could be Good. gold. So good there you or go. it it could be uh you know the and uh what is it the Some leaf draft yeah leaf draft <laughs> <Fire starter>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah two, two i was trying to support there. y'all <laughs> oh also worth noting though i believe one of the printing plates also came from retail of wander from that same card because yeah, i know somebody possible. had i'd seen someone was talking about that too where so to answer to answer what you were saying earlier andrew is about like consensus um this is kind of like, you know, Instagram is a really tough, it's really tough to get like a news and have a dialogue uh, and great conversation throughout Instagram. So that's why I'd like still do stuff on Instagram and do communicate a lot on Instagram, but I do a lot of Twitter now. Uh, and that's where I saw a lot of this conversation going down. And from what I heard, like, and, and what I like about it is like, it's while it can be a cesspool of, you know, some bullshit, it is a great spot for kind of everyone kind of checks each other. So like, if someone says one thing, there are people that can either support or dec- like, you know, or go against it. And I like that because like, you can see the people that are supporting it and the people that aren't, and they are kind of equally um, relevant to the conversation throughout. And like, you can kind of follow, you know, follow along with that. So I saw a lot of support for the people that were saying that this was a good thing in the hobby. Um, and I think that even a person that I follow that I respect and stuff had the take of, it's not good for the hobby that it should be hobby exclusive because of the value. And that person kind of got slammed a bit. And I think he even like, was like, you know, didn't expect to get flamed for my take on that. Um, So, you know, it's kind of a back and forth in the community from what I saw. And I think it will always be a back and forth. I like, there are very few situations that you'll see the hobby be completely one-sided on. Um, But I think, you know, 
from collectors perspectives, you know, the investors obviously buying hobby boxes and stuff so much are probably obviously going to have that opinion. Um, us collectors, I think as a collective, we probably feel that the retail, you know, retail is good for the hobby at the end of the day, kids getting their hands on it's great for, you know, obviously I don't think it was a kid that hit this, but it's great for kids to get their hands on and see what the hobby can be at the end of the day. And it's also great for people that don't have the 200 or a hundred dollar budget, even on some of the lower end products to go out, they can just go out and get a, a hanger box or two and, you know, get lucky. It's like a lottery ticket at the end of the day. Um, Anything else that anyone wants to add to that, Katie? Uh, imagine if a kid did hit it, though, and, like, it was like, Mom, look at this cool card I got. And she's like, that's nice, honey. And then it just, like, sat there. You had no it's idea. It's taped to the wall. You yeah. had no idea. Just, like. Just, just loose in a box. <laughs> yeah. No, and, and that happens. You know it does. You know, especially with it not being, like, like Nate says, like, it's not, like, a flashy card. Like, accessible uh, at Walgreens. Yeah. Yeah. And I think. <laughs> You know, that definitely has probably happened. That's probably where the Nile Davis Tops 2013 Chrome <laughs> Superfractor is, is in the kids' junk well, box. It, Superfractors, you can at least tell. Yeah. Like, okay, this except, one's different. Except yeah. for 2015. <laughs> even even wow. kids. Yeah. In 2015, you, you might have Superfractors that got thrown into base boxes. Yeah, that is for football true. anyway. So I, saw, I saw Kelsey's 2015. I even showed Katie the other day, and she just kind of stared at it like, why are you showing me this? And I'm like, I like the super fractor. Yeah, I was like, this is the super fractor because I think someone was selling it. But, but yeah, so interesting story there. Yeah, just kind of just happening. Uh, we do want to also jump into another topic, uh, and this is kind of, I think, a good just community topic. It's a couple weeks out, so WWE Prism released onto the market. Uh, WWE has been pretty prevalent in products. Uh, obviously, like I don't, I can't speak too much from like. 2000 to 2018 or so because like i think that there were products that were definitely coming out but i just don't think that there was a ton of demand for it uh, but they did have some really nice you know heritage designs in the late 2000s some really nice chrome designs uh kind of in the early 2010s if i'm not mistaken um but now prism coming out of course a new toy for everyone to play with and prism being such a uh, highly regarded product in the hobby as far as like kind of a flagship typical standard release and we saw prices go insane right off the bat uh, one of my friends uh dari on it on twitter good friend of mine he actually hit the john cena color blast um which is the color blast that a lot of people were referencing for pricing uh it sold for like 11k 12k and it did not get paid for and he did not shill it um some people may think that's the case or whatever, but it got bit up. Guy immediately canceled, said he wanted to cancel because someone undercut and listed one for 7.5K yeah. and that sold. So the guy was like, I'm not going to pay it at 12, even though I just won it. Um, so, you know, that sucked for him. I felt bad for him because everyone was comping, was showing the drop of the Cena because of it was such a high ceiling card at the time. Um, and then we see like silvers of highly touted wrestlers going for like $330. And then now they're selling like 10 to $15. And um, this is within probably a three week span. So this is just a really good example of people jumping in on a market and then jumping out of it really quick. As soon as the hype is kind of dying down, kind of what are y'all's thoughts from what y'all saw during that two to three week roller coaster ride? Look into the pool before you jump into it. Yep. It's, it's the biggest thing. Do your own research. I understand, you know, people can't always do tons and tons of research. So they'll just listen to whatever. Just look first. Mm -hmm. It's the people that are losing money on this 
are the the everyday people most of the time it's not you know the influencers and everybody else who's hyping it up it's, yeah. they don't they don't care if you lose money on it you know they they sold on the initial wave they sold two people like you yeah exactly andrew what do you think to me it comes down to two things one prism hype mm-hmm. we always see it with pretty much any prism product and then two what happens with almost every release you can look at any sport for this is the initial huge demand right at the like right at the drop mm-hmm. you always see prices fall steadily at, after that first like wave of stuff coming out right like it happens with prism football it happens with prism basketball like base rookies go from you know $200 to they kind of fall down to that level yeah. and then depending on how players do they'll go up or down or whatever but that's think, just that's just what i'm seeing is you know i don't know much about wwe i know that there is a market for it but it just sounds to yeah. me like another one of those everyone's on it right when it comes out and then it slowly falls oh, to a yeah. level of where i guess it should be or close right. to where it should be i i might get in trouble for this but um is is this the wrestling that like they have the chairs and they're really yeah. dramatic and okay. yes, it's wrestling. It's that's wrestling. that good old country wrestling where they like yeah. climb on the ladders and then like pretend to like break their backs. Yeah, well, some of them actually do. Some of, yeah, I was about to say some <laughs> of them do get hurt pretty bad. Um, I think like that. My big thing with this is you know I have a couple of points I guess. Uh, one's gonna be just bickering and then one's gonna be logical. Uh, so I guess you pick which one's which. Uh, I think that a lot of people don't look at the fact that there is this WWE has not been around in, or has is not just now getting discovered in card products. It has been out for so long and you have a kind of a golden age when you look at the card designs and the product releases of some of the, the old tops designs that they had. Um, heritage looks beautiful for wrestling. Um, some of the old tops, like iconic designs from the two thousands that you would recognize for most baseball and football releases, they have those for wrestling. So you don't need a, like, I mean, like the, the 20, this prism product has a spot like, okay, it's a first prism release. Cool. However, the cards don't look that great. I don't think that this prism design looks special to me. Um, and I don't think that this product does anything differently besides maybe color blasts. Maybe you're out of tens just because like it's the first prism golds. Like, you know, maybe those really, really short printed ones I can understand, but like silvers base out of two ninety nines and three ninety, like there's so much more to go at in the past. And those things in the past that look beautiful and have the names that you're chasing in these products, the rock, uh, you know, triple uh, with triple H, Think is it uh stone and then, cold. yeah stone cold all those guys are in those products it's not like and, you have a whole product of new people that are super famous like a lot of the new wrestlers most people even outside of the wrestling community don't know all of those guys guess what prism is sticker autos you know who has mm-hmm. a ton of on-card autos tops yeah you know and, who's also getting their license back in three years tops tops and a lot of them have vintage cards, like rookie yeah. cards. Hulk Hogan has rookie cards, you know, and like all, a lot of the famous wrestlers have rookie cards. So it's like, 
and you can get those from their early, actual early wrestling days. It's not like a rookie card from 2005 when they've been wrestling since the nineties, you know? So it's like, there's so much that wrestling I think is, was doomed from the beginning. Uh, that's why I didn't touch it because I like, I can respect the fact that there's a prism. And I did say, Oh, the, I think the color blast is such a dope parallel. Like, you know, it's a awesome. One of the, my favorite case hits that is out there is the color blast. So I was like, okay, those will do well. That's really cool. Not $10,000 cool. Like obviously the Dari's listing and then the 7.5 and then obviously it trailed down from there. But like, look at the history of what you're jumping into and ask like, can I get more bang for my buck on that stuff that looks nicer and long-term will probably hold more weight because it's earlier product of them and earlier autos. And if you're like an investor, that's the stuff you want to get in anyways. If you're a collector, collect what you like. So maybe you don't like that. Maybe you like the vintage, maybe you like the mid two thousands, but there's so many more cheaper options than the 2021 prism wrestling. I didn't understand this product and the hype besides the fact that this really showed me that people will, will literally gravitate to any prism product that comes out. It could yeah. be prism golf and it would sell for $2,000 a box, which is, you know, first year prism. Yeah. It's like, it's which unbelievable. The, there's a first year comparison. So I, I will let Todd go with that one since a yes, lot of people that were was, comparing it to yes. F1. <laughs> yeah, and that was going to be my second point, which uh, now Nate has spoiled that it is the rant uh, portion of it. Um, so I guess we have a Tud rant this week. I find it absolutely insane that I go on Twitter and saw so many people comparing it to F1. And I did see people on Instagram too, but I don't even really want to give the people on Instagram the time of day because they don't know what they were talking about anyways um, that I'm directly referring to. And so like, it just doesn't make sense because they're not going to take the time to learn it. But the Twitter people that were actually comparing WWE to F1 were so blinded by the fact that they just, they wanted to get information out that they felt like they knew that they were talking about and didn't actually look at any of the numbers for either F1 or WWE and just wanted to make a comparison. Oh, this product came out two years ago for the first time and WWE just came out for the first time, even though it has not been the first time a modern WWE product has come out. It is just the first prism time. Um, the prism products. I don't even know what the print run is for WWE, but I guarantee you it is probably five times more, at least on the base card scale than what F1 is. F1 has, uh, F1 has 10,000 base cards per drop per card created on the checklist. Probably which is more. WWE no has no I, yeah I know yeah like ten times yeah because I was saying at least people, five because I don't know but and correct me if I'm wrong uh, the first run of F1 Chrome was actually produced over in Italy and yes don't have this near the same like manufacturing yes. power and everything that we have in the U.S. so that by itself should tell you enough. Yes. If in you just retail. look at the numbers, it is insanely different. And people were sitting there like F1, 10,000 base cards per checklist card. And like I said, like it, it is probably closer to 10 times, but I am giving the benefit of the doubt. Even five times is insane, but it is probably vastly more than that because there is a retail component to WWE. F1 did not have a, a, a retail component for 2020. Uh, it does for 2021 on the paper. We haven't gotten one for Chrome and I don't think we will because it's been out for a while, but that's a whole nother thing. Um, and F1, you hadn't had a release since like 2000 and 
six Futera, and I think there might have been a couple of overseas releases other than that. But like, you know, other than that, you have like nothing. So you have a hot new show that has brought so many new viewers to the sport in America, which is Drive to Survive. And you have all these fresh drivers, Lando Norris, Charles Leclerc, Carlos Sainz. You know, I'm obviously missing a few. A lot of people like Ricardo, even though he's not that great of a driver. And then, of course, Lewis Hamilton, an arguably one of the GOATs. Max Verstappen, who hadn't won a title yet at the time of the product coming out. But at, since he has, and he has been super dominant in the sport, it's a perfect storm for this product to exist. And it didn't even start hot. The F1 stuff, you could rip it all the way up pretty much through the year for cheap. So it came out with no hype. A lot of people didn't want to touch it. People want to touch it now because of the hype. They didn't give a shit about it when it was released, which spoke volumes to the fact that like this product was so slept on. And that, that does, you know, go to Nate's point of a lot of people are jumping into F1 just because of the hype. And while I know that a lot of people will come in and watch the show and we will get new people that love to collect the product itself and love the sport itself and will watch the races. There are so many people that just are in it to make a buck and they're going to dip as soon as the market kind of goes down on it. Um, any thoughts on that? But yeah, I think F1 and the WWE argument was ridiculous. Uh, I had a whole talk with it with my group and we were kind of laughing the whole time, but I was like, I think it's I think it's irresponsible for some of the people that say some of this stuff that have a really big following to say it and not do their research, um, because I think that it kind of just goes to show a lot of. It's it's not even like pumping, it's just like because it's like they're not really pumping anything. It's just like they're just saying shit to say shit yeah. and they're not actually doing their research. They just want to make a tweet that sounds smart but they don't have any research to back it up. They just say A and B like A, A exists and B exists. And they're both new products. Like this is just like this, even though one market crashes insanely and F1 is still popping off, you know, it is slowing down a bit because now we're out of the sparkle of the beginning of the season, but there is still a market trending upwards for all the drivers that are doing well. And a like kind of steady market grow for the favorite drivers because product is drying up because there's hardly any of it out there. You can't find it. But that's kind of my rant. I haven't had a rant yet on this podcast, and I just had to defending my F1 honor because I'm kind of the F1 guy uh, of the three of us. And I've you know got Katie on my side. She smiles and nods for me on it. That um, muffin is a little burnt. Yeah, right. Yeah, facts. Um, yeah, yell, yelling like that. I got my, my cheeks a little red. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and so we're going to jump off of that. And I want to go back to something I love, which is the PC talk that we have on this podcast. And so at the beginning of the year, we kind of talked and I really, oh, Katie, you want to jump in? I have new PC cards coming in. You do. They are little, little, what, what is, what is the, the little cards? Yeah. What, what is the brand? Allen and Ginter. Allen and Ginter. I have Allen and Ginter little Shih Tzu cards because Tud is a proud Shih Tzu dad of two girls. I am. Or as some people say, Allen and Ginter. Allen. Yeah. Some some people say that. I don't know who, but apparently some people do. Yeah. Classic. Um, yeah, no, I, Katie, Katie's been adding, uh, not too much though, to the PC for you. I I do just kind of want to talk about, you know, before, before Katie jumps into it, some more kind of updating on how our PC progress has been as what we're about a quarter of the way through the year, uh, almost a little past a quarter of the way through the year. Um, we're past Q1, right? Yeah, we, yeah, we're, we're into Q2, a month into Q2, I believe. 
Um, but just kind of giving an update on everything at the beginning of the year, we all kind of wanted to have some type of progress, checking in on some of that progress. Katie, what else have you been doing, uh, adding to? Um, I've been watching Ted acquire more LeClaire because because she claims she claims the Leclairs, even though they do come and go from time to time. I, I go, you cannot move these. These are yeah. these are yours, but they're mine. Yeah, um, Katie's favorite is the is she likes the blue, so uh got the blue yeah. aqua variation. Doesn't go I, well with the with the fire suit. Yeah, yeah I would <laughs> the like red. to get yeah, but to, uh, red is out of five, and that is literally like. <laughs> well, is then, then you don't love her if you don't have yeah. red. <laughs> yeah, it was, wow, I, I, was good. Gonna, I really um, would love to get a Ferrari out of five logo, but those are like 10K. So I am just a little Ferrari girl now. I don't know what happened. Kelsey's like number two. I said it. There, I said it. Wow. No. I did buy you some Kelsey stuff at the last card show that I went to. Kelsey Rookie, the Tops Chrome. Charles it's also, it's also the football season, so you get yeah, a little leeway yeah. there. Yeah, you do get a little leeway. Once once Kelsey's back in action with Mahomes, Tyree Kill's gone, maybe Kelsey will will do his giraffe things and, and do well. Anything else, though? The Brandon Jones collection for you has slowed down a bit just because... You got some signed jerseys, though. Did get some signed jerseys, yes. My friend Jason Dardick. Um, I work literally with literally his um, brother. Will be his brother-in-law. Brother-in-law. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of neat. Um, yeah, I got two jerseys, a Longhorn and a Dolphins one uh, signed. So that's that's pretty neat. Uh, other than that, I think you're kind of just the Goldschmidt, everything else kind of just chilling. I try to pick stuff up when we can. It's, it is really tough just because like there's we're kind of just on the Kelsey and the Ferrari train right now. So for you. So right now it's like I'm not going to pick up Kelsey stuff too often unless I see it. And I guess the Ferrari stuff. You can you can claim you can claim my Ferrari stuff, but it does come now. Good. We have been a little bit on a hunt for like um this isn't cards, but it's cool. Like the vintage team sweatshirts. Those are yeah. really cool. Yeah, so, Katie's Katie's starting to collect uh team gear. Yeah, vin vintage team gear with like real patches and stuff. Those are really cool. They are cool. Yeah. Like the starter jackets. <laughs> Yeah, yes, yeah. that would be cool. So. Okay. Yeah, she's she's wanting I'm some done. ones. My little. <laughs> uh, let's jump That's over to Andrew. Andrew, PC update. I want to say a week or two ago, I just hit 30% on the unique <clears throat> wolf cards. I know it doesn't sound like a ton, but when over a fourth of his cards are one of ones, it kind of waters down that number a little bit. So yeah, I, I'm over 30% mark now. Still got a bunch to go, but CUMC is helping me out a little bit with that now. So I'm finding some more stuff. The addiction. Uh, yeah. It really is. It really is. You just sit there and... You just watch your cart You start grow. shooting a bunch of different stuff, and you're like, oh, there's 200 things in my cart. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. but, but yeah, like I said, picking up some set stuff, diving into some new sets. Nice. Uh, always look at NIU stuff. Uh mm -hmm up a michael turner rookie he's probably the best husky yeah. alum i think i think the coolest thing is jumping on like you know while you're talking about cumc like because you haven't been on in a long time so like stuff gets added and 
you're a pretty broad collector. You like the bears. So like, obviously there's so many names that go with that. Kind of like me with my East Texas stuff. Like there's so many names that I can go and search on. So it's cool that you just go through and search kind of all these people that you like. And then you're just like, bro, that's up for a dollar 50. And then you just grab it, you know? And then like, you can do that with so many. I, I did that with my first order. That's why I had like 700 cards or 600, or 600, 650, I forget. It's because I kept going through all the East Texas guys so like that's kind of I think where you're at with your bears. You're just like you kept sending me like Michael Turner and like all these guys that you can't, can't forget Jeff Green. That's my basketball guy. Yep. Yeah. That's right. I'm still working on his Prism Rainbow from 2018. I don't know if I'll ever finish it, but I'm, I only need like six cards, and they're all numbered to ten or less. So. Damn. You don't have the the one one, do you? No, he has two or three. Really? He has the choice Nebula and then the black. I think uh, it's just those two. Yeah. I do have all three of the first off the line shimmers out of seven though. So quick question. What is, what is all of us consensus wise is of the favorites for one ones for prism? Do you prefer the straight black, the finite or yeah. the uh, nebula 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 is so sick. The nebulas look the coolest. I think. Yeah. Nebula you know, I don't gorgeous. like the black print. <laughs> yeah. I know that even though I just, yeah, Katie, I bought her a Brandon Jones 101 that I had to work my ass off to get from this guy because he did not want to get it. So I paid a lot for it and I got it for her. And she was like, and I was like, Do you like it? And she was like, Meh. Was, this, was, like, was it mean? the black or the black finite? It was the just the black. I yeah. like the black way, way better than the black finite. Oh, I love the finite way more than the black. Because I, I literally have this John. Boom. That's my baby right there. That's probably my favorite card <laughs> ever. Is now, some years did they just decide to do a finite for the one one, and some years they're like, "We'll just do a black border." Who knows? They they do a finite every seen, year, right? Well, I think, or sometimes they just call it the black prism, and it looks like a finite. I don't know. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I don't. I I have always called it a finite. Uh, you know, super fractor for tops, finite for that. Obviously, if it doesn't have the finite quality, like the mosaic. I guess it's kind of like a mosaic look to it, really, when you break it down. But, but yeah, I think the Nebula looks super sick. But I always will say, I think, outside of the Nebula, probably the Finite is, like, super clean to me. But, anyway, sorry to go off of that tangent, Andrew. You know, continue. Ted just likes all the one-on-ones. Love it. I'll be like, we already have a one-on-one in this set. And he's like, no, I need them to. We have a one-on-one at home. Yeah, the one-on-one at home is just the black, <laughs> the, the, the straight black. No, it's, they, it's a, a printing plate. Yeah. 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 <laughs> which, which for Brandon Jones, like, because because we have the finite. Um, and we now have black. No, we're, but we're missing the, uh, fuck, there's a third one for Of for the one-on-ones. Yeah, there's a third one for the draft, uh, but I can't remember which one it is. But Is it black cracked dice? Yes, it is. Thank you. Uh, it is the black, the black eyes. Um, we have everything else. Everything else is completed uh, and there are no printing plates unless they release them in the future, which I'll be pissed uh, <laughs> if they put it into like a second, you know, the the panini shop or some shit. Plates um, and patches. Or plates and patches. Even Retro. though it's a collegiate. They don't do it for collegiate though, do they? No. Yeah, so good. I'm, so. I'm off the hook there. <laughs> but sorry, Andrew, continue if you had any uh, any other stuff. I think that's it. I, I got a couple uh Vintage F1 cards back from SGC. Yeah. I actually Both already sold Angio? one, but you yeah. sold one already. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. I was like, uh, I'll, I'll was get it, it was it a good offer? Yeah, it was pretty good. 
I mean, for what I paid, it's great, of course. I don't want to say who was talking about vintage F1 first out of all of us, but... Yeah. Yeah, well, you go back and listen. (laughs) You were also kind of shitting on F1, too, so... (laughs) Insert clip here. Yeah, insert clip. Um, Yeah, the F1 market, I I do kind of want to go back and see how the vintage market is doing. I see a lot more of discussion about it, but I think it's because the market has, like, the market exploded and people have had time to go out and grade their vintage stuff, and now that they probably are getting it back, we're seeing some more auctions ending. Um, But the modern stuff is still kicking ass. You know, the Lewis Hamilton Super Fractor, I don't know if it's actually ended yet, but it either is ending very soon or it just ended. So, and it was at 240,000 last I saw. Um, It'll probably go much farther past that. So we'll have to see. Um, So Nate, we'll jump over to you if Andy is done. Uh, Andy, last thing, have you gotten back in touch with your wolf guy? Uh, There's, okay, so. The the one that you can't, the one that you can't get a hold of. The one that. I've dealt with before. Is that what mm-hmm. you're talking about? Yeah. I haven't heard from him. He's Tough. he's on Facebook. I'm gonna try to message him again, but those Facebook guys. I'm I'm also trying to track down the other guy. There's another guy who was he was on like a card form or last active like six years ago. Mm, but right. I got an email sent out to the email gotcha. attached to that account. He has like fifty eight one of ones of wolf. Y'all so. are detectives. So do you know? <laughs> do you know what those one of ones are? Like yeah. you know you do. So have yeah. do you own any? Like because what I do is like if I see that some of those have gone out in the wild since he likely has gotten rid of his collection. Well, all of them. All of them. I haven't seen them pop up. So okay, gotcha. Nature no, is healing. Go back into the wild. Nature is healing. The one of ones are returning to the <laughs> wild. <laughs> The wild. Oh, that the uh, what's it called where they live is eBay. Yeah. So if none of them have popped back up, maybe. Yeah, it's it's somewhere. like the 2007 finest white framed X Fractor one of one, and like That's insane, an yeah. SPX Shield patch auto, and like stuff I've never seen. So that is I don't know. Cool. Maybe something will come of that because he has a ton of stuff too. He has like like in National Treasures, there's there's the Letterman autos, which are. Mm. Each letter is basically a one of one because they're out mm-hmm. of five. His right. name is five letters, and then there's a home and away set. So there's That's ten total Letterman autos from National Treasures. He has like seven of them. That's insane. Yeah. So it's like if I could ever get in contact get with this yeah. guy. Yeah, you're like that, that is, is the guy. <laughs> That's yeah, him and the Facebook guy. If I could just get their collections, I'd, yeah, I might move up to that number one spot of the Wolf collectors that are still out there. Yeah, I want nate to go next and then i will go as always nate happy to hear what you got um i know i said earlier in the year i wanted to add drc stuff i still haven't added any that i actually need unique wise um i'm over 70 percent of having one of each of his unique cards he has a little over 500 cards total about 100 110 or 101s so in, I think I have like 30% of the one-on-ones, but overall a little over 70% of his cards still waiting for more. Those stuff. are impressive numbers though. No, um, it is very. Yeah. And I am now nine, nine cards away from finishing my PSA um, unlimited base set for Pokemon. Awesome. That's really so, cool. Which ones are you missing? In, it's a bunch of trainer cards, so like they're insignificant, but they don't pop up often because nobody bothered to Low grade pops. them. Yeah. There's one seller that has seven of the ones that I need, 
and won't respond to offers. They just all expire. I'm like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember you talking about and it's that. It's like yeah. they make you wait for like two days until it expires or 24 hours or however long the offers are. Yeah. He could be, it could be worse, bro. He could be Black Rose. So, I mean, <laughs> it could, could be a little bit of a worse situation. Yeah, is the price. Like- is the price they're at at least reasonable or is it like Not really. you need to get down? Like, like yeah. a lot of them, he has a bunch of them listed. They're all in nines. They're they're listed for anywhere from like 45 to 55 bucks. They're 20 to $30 cards. So mm-hmm. not unreasonable, mm-hmm. but... But you're not like rushing, like you're kind of just like, I'll do it when I do it type of thing. I'm not going to almost yeah. double pay just yeah. to, to have it done. Yeah, that makes sense. And hopefully I, they're not I can't like, say that I, <laughs> I do the same. <laughs> hopefully they're not like getting bumped up in price as you offer. Like, yeah, I think that'd be worse. Like you're getting ignored yeah. and the prices are just slowly creeping up. Yeah, I can pull up the last time that happened to me when Black Rose upped the Nile Davis 101 so by almost listens. double. Oh like, my god, bro, they're talking about you. Yeah, no, I wish. I actually know someone who knows the per- Black Rose, and I want. Yeah, I do. I know someone that knows them too. Yeah, literally, like eighteen seventy-five oh, receipts. And I offered him two hundred for that. No, I'm about to offer him fat for it, and if I get declined, I'm probably done with it. But one day, Wait, at least you know it. it's not going anywhere else. Yeah, exactly. That's the only thing. So that's like, like the only positive i guess to take away from that i feel like everyone kind of has that like joker mentality in them like that they're just like a couple like there's something that'll make them you know snap black rose is like gets me really close every time i try to deal with their stuff i'm like getting so close every time but yeah we'll we'll see what happens with all that other than that uh, i've been adding a little bit here and there to the, the japanese player collection so i'm anxious to see uh what products say a suzuki is going to be in for the cubs which Andrew Anzer is rocking his say a shirt. I don't have mine on. It's in the laundry, but I, I was disappointed. They finally released the checklist for Donruss baseball, which comes out later this week. Let's say is not on it yet. Mm. So still waiting, but I have a couple of his first tops cards from 2021 tops, um, the Japanese league cards, which. Okay. Oh, less than a week after I ripped the boxes that I had, they're like three times the price. It happens like that all the time, doesn't it? Every, every single time. Every single time. So, yeah, so you ripped all the boxes you had. Two yeah. flagship yeah, and two tops chrome. And you didn't get a bunch of good luck out of that? I did okay. Um, mm. I got some. There's a pitcher over there that is driving the prices up. Not so much, say, a Suzuki. His mm. stuff still sells well. But there's a pitcher who is 20 years old. He threw a perfect game with 19 strikeouts on 109 pitches, which if you know baseball, that is absurd. Damn, that is actually His next next game out, he went eight innings, perfect again, and then they pulled him just not to to overwork him. And I don't know what... one inning at that point. I I, I don't know what he did last time out, but that's 17 perfect innings in a row. That's insane. Do you know his name offhand? Um... Not to put you on the spot, but something says Sasaki. I want to say like Roto Sasaki or something like that. That's really cool. Yeah, I I I never really, you know, I'm a big Ichiro fan. Um, because I share a birthday with him. Um, 
I always say he shares a birthday with me, but you know, no. Um, but yeah, he's he's super awesome. So I always have wanted to get some of his old cards from uh, the Japanese. They have like a there's a card. It isn't like it has like B in it or something like a BBM. B yeah okay yeah BBM yeah we were just talking about that that's right. Um, I think he has one of those maybe. Yes, and, like, he it has looks really cool several um, throughout the years. One of the cooler things you can pick up, and it's usually not too expensive. Um, I know the eBay seller Mill Creek, who does a lot of stuff with like the Northwest Seahawks, Mariners, all that. They have a bunch of Beckett slabbed authentic autographs of Ichiro's old, um, like late 90s BBM uh, cool. cards. Yeah, I might I might want to grab one of those because I, I just think that's really cool. But it's cool to that you're, you know, I know how big of a Japanese PC that you have. Uh, and, and appreciate those cards. I think, that and really and cool. I will say, if you want to throw a comparison out there, 2021 tops NPB, which is the Japanese baseball league, that is comparable to F1 when it first released for tops Chrome, the, the print quality, the type of numbering that they use on the card, uh, the, the foil, everything like that is almost identical to the first release of tops Chrome um, F1 interesting okay and, and they didn't make a whole lot of it okay yeah i don't know exact print runs but that is the closest thing that we have right now to the original f1 gotcha no that's actually a really interesting insight how is that league doing over there is it like you know it's, extremely it's popular it's always yeah. popular yeah okay gotcha um I, I know that they're so passionate about baseball i feel like so it makes sense yeah their league and the and korea has another really big baseball scene um but. honestly i would say that the i well when i see clips from the japanese league yeah i see pixie in the background uh when i see clips from the japanese league it almost seems like that the, the fan base is just so much more enthralled oh, it's in it. it's crazy it's insane. Also, there is a manager for um i forget the city name but their 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 team name is the fighters it's actually short for uh the ham fighters mm -hmm. cool. And their manager is a former um, baseball or major league player. He played a couple years over here for the Mets, um, the San Francisco Giants. I'm blanking on the name off the top of my head. He was actually the first Japanese player to play in the World Series. Hmm. Um, but he has changed his name to Big Boss <laughs> and even came into That's one of the dumb. games on a hover bike. That is dope. Big it is boss. absolutely amazing. That is awesome. There's just a lot of showmanship there. If you think bat flips are crazy <laughs> in the Major League Baseball, the Japanese ones, is, the Korean bat flips are out of this world. Yeah, I might have to do a little bit more like watching on that. Andrew's going to become a baseball fan just watching the Japanese League. Just just for that. Just, just I'm going to go watch that. And see <laughs> He's going to be like a big boss fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's it's fantastic that's awesome anything else nate not that i can think of awesome i guess it's my turn now um so yeah just jumping in uh started the year off really well with getting a lot of uh nile davis stuff i was uh, lucky you know when i sold off a lot of my stuff to get through college i sold several big things to a guy that i knew already um got in contact with him and got a lot of his stuff back at the early part of the year about 22 101s 24 101s, a bunch of other stuff have since gotten another wave of stuff um, included like three of the NT hats off uh, patch autos, which are gorgeous. Um, 
I think I only know where one of the other ones is, so I'd love to go out and find the other two. Uh, obviously, some of my Nile Davis stuff is wrapped up with Black Rose. I think she has one of the... Um, oh, it's a girl? The, well, I think everyone says she, but I think it's a guy. Oh. Uh, I, I really think that. I think everyone always says she, but I think it's a guy, but I, I don't know 100%. Um, maybe Nate knows. Is it is it a guy or is it... I think it is i think it's a guy but everyone because black rose sounds like a girl everyone says she mm -hmm. i've always done that but i it's weird i say she but i always kind of know it's a guy um added a couple of collections andrew hooked me up big time on the tcdb website a trading card database um so i went through there's not a ton of Nile davis stuff on there but i did find a couple of cool cards that i was interested in inquiring about um, reached out to some of them and got lucky and got one person to uh, sell me a triple threats one one patch auto that I needed. So now I have like four or five of those, but of course there are like 12. I think I have five of them and there's 12 one ones for that set uh, because triple threads is a bitch uh, for any like super collector. Cause you have to get so many. Um, but I think yeah. I'm back to owning all the ones I used to own. So I'm not like every one that I don't have is one that I haven't had before. And I have some of the better ones. I have the pigskin ones. I'm only missing one of the pigskin ones, I think. So that's my favorite one. A lot of them are the printing plates. Um, uh, inquired, the guy who I've been buying a lot of his stuff over time has inquired with me about purchasing the rest of his stuff. So that'll be kind of closing that chapter, which will be awesome. Uh, he just hit me up. I think he says there's 90 autos, 30 relics, or maybe I'm getting the numbers backwards, and then like a bunch of, you know, base. And really, so like, I'm hoping that that will help go for the checklist, um, add a bunch of things that I don't have, maybe smaller things, just because those are a pain in the ass to add when you add shipping and stuff online. You know, that's just always, always tough. Um, F1 just kind of going out. I haven't bought a lot of F1 lately just because the market is so high on it. I haven't been able to add things that I really like. Um, you know, I have my team principles that I like and I, you know, holding onto those. I've got a couple drivers, you know, Leclerc is just so expensive. I'm not going to go out and buy more Leclerc because, you know, I like him. Um, I'm kind of hoping that there will be a market correction on some of his stuff so I can go out and just buy it to buy it and enjoy it. Um, but right now I am still heavy investment mode on it just because of the fact that like the sustainability of 2020, I think is high, but I just, it doesn't make sense for me to hold it at some of these prices. Even as a collector, I would rather use that money to go towards Nile Davis stuff for whatever. Cause you know, I'm trying to work on the, the Nile Davis set. Um, and yeah, so you know we'll kind of we'll kind of go with that as we do. Other than that, you know, Ross Ellendorf is really slow. I have about thirty-five percent of the Ross Ellendorf stuff right now, maybe close to forty. Actually, I think it's forty percent because I was doing the math. I think I'm at forty percent on the Ross, and once I get my stuff in, it'll be about fifty percent, which will be awesome. Uh, and then Nile, I'm at thirty-five percent. Once all this stuff comes in, and that's not including the one ones for either of those guys, Ross, I'm like almost done. There's almost hardly any. You know, I'm probably missing maybe forty cards that I can get that aren't one ones, and then after that, I'm just like waiting on eBay for four years, five years, six years to find one. So that's gonna be it's gonna be hell. Um, but I've cleaned out the Nile Davis guys. Like I've reached out to everyone that I can on forums. I talked to the people in Arkansas. I'm kind of like stuck at this point with, with finding new leads on any of that. Um, but yeah, I think that's about it. I don't think I have too much more um, to go with. I think that what we are going to do is we are going to go ahead and wrap up today a little early. Um, 
think the dogs are at the door, so we're gonna we're gonna make sure we take care of that. So we'll save Katie's corner for next week. Uh, but we do have a good one, so excited to share that one. Uh, anything else that you boys want to talk about before we get out of here? Nothing that really comes to mind. I know I said this on my personal page, but I just appreciate everybody that reached out uh, over the last week with all my fun stuff going on. Um, just checking in. Yes. And I do want to say also before we go, obviously, Nate, it's great to have you back. Uh, me and Andrew and, and Katie always checking in on you. We want to make sure that you're good. Um, and I do want to say, because I told Andrew uh, that I would, not because Andrew asked me to, because I think it's awesome. Talking about the PC stuff, Andrew hooked me up huge with uh, the Excel spreadsheet that he did so that I could track my Niall Davis and my Ross Ollendorf PCs so much more easier. Um, you know, I kind of just like, in passing kind of was like, I would like to have one of these. And he was like, I can do that for you. I have one and knocked it out in pretty quick amount of time, honestly. And I really yeah. do appreciate that. So I, you know, I hooked you up. Um, but I also told Andrew, I was like, there are so many people out there that collect players that want something like this, but they don't have the time or like, you know, maybe want to go through the effort of going through and logging it all. Uh, the way Andrew does it is pretty efficient, really quick. So if any of you want, to do that avenue, feel free to reach out to him. Um, you know, if you PC someone like Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady, that's going to be tough because there's so many cards. But if you have more of an obscure player that has like 1,500, 2,000 cards or something, I mean, that's a pretty doable feat for Andrew or, or less. Um, you know, reach out to him at AS Cards on Instagram. Um, obviously, that's just a lifesaver for me. I appreciate you for doing that, Andrew. Um, the curse of extreme organization of the pc yeah no it's <laughs> it's awesome that. though that, that, uh, that is awesome it is super cool i showed like everybody uh that i that i can pretty much i think it's the coolest thing um but we'll wrap it up thank you guys so much so happy that you know if you're tuning in watching these episodes i know we've been a little spotty lately but we are just every time we sit down in these chairs to talk cards we love it and we appreciate every single one of you guys that watch it uh until next week or next time we will talk to you guys in the next We'll, we'll say next week. We'll, we'll say next week. Let's we'll be ambitious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, ambitious. We'll talk to you guys later. Thank you, guys. Yep. Have a good one.